The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Welcome to it. Yes, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, yours truly here with you. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. You look great. Oh my gosh. I don't know if anybody's told you this or not, but you look great. And if they haven't told you that, it's their mistake because you do. And if you just do. And I was going to start by being mad because I thought I didn't receive an alert. I was so, I was like, I read this. The emergency alert test is going out to mobile phones nationwide at 2.18 p.m. Eastern. And I'm like, how come I didn't get the alert? Does the government hate me? Does FEMA want me to die? How come my phone didn't get the alert? And then I realized that it's supposed to take place on Wednesday the 3rd, uh, not the 2nd of October. Okay. So by the time we meet tomorrow, we'll know whether I got the alert or not and whether FEMA cares about me. But just so you know. Tomorrow at 2.18 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're supposed to receive the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Uh, supposed to sound like an amber alert or a flood warning, but it's going to read on your phone, presidential alert. The text will say, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. Now, FEMA, call me. I'm happy to be the voice for you. All right. This is a presidential alert. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. If this was an actual test, you would have been asked to run from your building immediately. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, has issued this test of the presidential alert system. Again, no action needed. Anyway, 218. Be be ready. Don't be too scared. Don't be too scared. Now, one of the there's two stories that have fascinated me throughout the day. One of them I talked a little bit about on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network, where I do the first round of Chewing the Fat. This is uh, Chewing the Fat Extra Fatness, according to Pat. But uh, I like, I was going to call it, you know, uh, chewing the fat double XL. I really liked myself. I really liked chewing the fat triple X, but I figured that that would send, send the wrong, send the wrong message. So my favorite story of the day, which has just caught my attention all day and has fascinated me is that uh, the four men charged with uh, rape in Las Vegas over the weekend. In fact, they were charged, uh, the official charges were sex assault, conspiracy to commit sex assault, and first degree kidnapping. Okay? Big charges. Big charges. Now, this woman alleged that these four men raped her repeatedly in a room at the Wynn early Saturday. Okay? The unidentified woman went with a male friend to the Wynn about 2.30 a.m. on Saturday. Uh-huh. Now, she claims that she met a man who identified himself as one of the, one of the brothers. There's, uh, there's four men that are charged. Three of them are brothers or dentists from California. In the report, she states that the one man had more alcohol in his room and invited her there to continue drinking because they were, had started drinking at a bar by the pool. 
And of course, why wouldn't you just go up to the guy's room when you went to the win with your male friend? I think the male friend is probably spelled P-I-M-P, but that's just me. It doesn't say that in the story. In about 10 minutes after they entered the room, she said that uh, the one guy pushed her into a large chair and got on top of her and tried to pull her pants down. She said she resisted. The report says then the three other suspects eventually entered the room and forced her to have sex. She said she resisted, but was too intoxicated and too overwhelmed by the number of people attacking to prevent the attacks. She begged for them to stop. Eventually, she was allowed to gather her clothes, got dressed, took the elevator down to meet her friend. They reported the assault to police. She went to UMC where sexual assault nurses examined her. They had the sexual assault nurses conduct the examination. And the results confirmed her story. When security officers made contact at the room where the alleged attacks occurred, detained seven people for questioning, eventually they filed the charges against the four men. Okay? Ready for this? The attorney for the four men uh, was said when they uh, posted their bail that, uh, you know, they would be exonerated. Uh, All charges dropped during a very brief hearing Monday before the Las Vegas Justice Court Judge Eric Goodman. Um, They had videotape from the win that proved these four men could not have done this. It was not possible. It didn't happen. Now, something may have happened. Uh, She may have had sex with her friend. I don't know. It may have been someone else. But these men were exonerated. Now, their claim... They're thankful, of course, and they say we're so grateful to the justice system for recognizing that we were the victims in this case. We knew when the facts came out that the vicious allegations would be exposed as lies and our good names would be cleared. We want to thank our families, friends, and lawyers for sticking by us through this horrific ordeal. Now, it goes on. At this sensitive moment in our history, we believe that women should be respected and heard and believed. But as this case shows, it's also important to keep a critical eye on those willing to use the hashtag MeToo movement for their own selfish motives. And remember that innocent until proven guilty is one of our country's bedrock principles. Now that sounds good. I mean, it sounds great. I mean that. Because innocent until proven guilty is one of our bedrock principles, or at least was. Because it seems that that bedrock principle has gone astray. Now, I will say the one thing I disagree with with what they say is that they said that we believe that women should be respected. I agree. Heard. I agree. Believed. No. They should be respected, heard, and taken seriously. But they shouldn't be believed until the investigation proves otherwise. They should be, it should be taken seriously, absolutely. No question, but not believed. And as you can see, uh, it was a lie. Now, I would like to see where it doesn't say in the story at all that a new investigation is taking place right now on her with false allegations. And I'd like to see how the uh, inspection at the hospital can prove her point Uh, When it didn't happen. 
That's all. Just one other investigation. I'd like to have that cleared up. Because uh, you can't just go around charging people and accusing people without repercussions from that. I'm sorry. If we're not going to do that, that's another problem. A big problem. But I think we do need to remember, and especially all of you hashtag me movement people. Uh, hashtag me movement. Hashtag me too movement. Yeah, say that right, Jeff. Uh, proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty. Remember that now. You can yell and shout and scream at the top of your lungs, but it's innocent until proven guilty. Not, we said it, you're guilty. Doesn't work that way, or at least it's not supposed to. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Uh, d- listen, uh, we do uh, we do this every day, uh, and I appreciate you uh, listening and uh, downloading the podcast. One of the things that I'm going to ask you to do, and you can say it with you say it back with me, so you you know you, you understand. I'm going to you know I'm going to repeat it repeat it after me. Subscribe, rate, review. I didn't hear you. Subscribe, rate, review. See how easy that was? Now, one of the things that you can do is, is when you rate and review, you want to rate 20 stars, and you want to review that this is probably the best podcast you've ever heard in your life. Now, you don't look. I'm not telling you what to say. You can say what you want. I'm just saying that you know if you're, if you're struggling with what to say, 20 stars, best podcast you've ever heard. Subscribe. Rate. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Thank you. Before I move on to my uh, other story that's been fascinating me all day, because it's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning. Of, I believe that it's the beginning of the end, but it's not quite the end. And we've got quite a ways to go before we actually get to the end. So there's still time to buy that new house you want. Okay. Now, look, I know that a lot of people think you just put the for sale sign out front. And all of a sudden, as soon as the sign goes up, you hear brakes squealing in front of your house. And the guy comes up and says, we've been waiting for this house to go on the market all our lives. Here's all the money you're asking for. We want to move in tomorrow. Can you have your stuff out? That usually doesn't happen. In fact, I don't know that it's ever happened. So anyone who's ever bought or sold a home knows that it's not going to happen. So that's why uh, Glenn and Tanya had struggles selling their homes. And created realestateagentsitrust.com. We're talking about the Mercury Real Estate Services. You know, look, since it isn't as easy as just putting the sign up front, you're going to need people that you can trust. We've assembled the best agents over a thousand towns all over America, and they want to earn your business. They are all highly rated agents who get the job done. Now, they say in this uh, copy that I have, no balloons and open houses. I, I, I want balloons. Okay, so please, if you want balloons, just ask for it. I bet you they give them to you. That's just me. I realize that balloons don't work. They claim balloons don't work anymore. Open houses don't work anymore. Uh, Bacon bread in the oven so the house smells like bread doesn't work anymore. All it makes people do is buy bread. Okay, so you want realestateagentsitrust.com. But if you're like me, you like to have some balloons hanging around. Okay, I do. So, so 
you know, ask for the balloons. I'm sure they'll help you out with that. If not, I, I don't know what I'd do. I might have to go get my own balloons. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So get the, get the agent that you trust with the, through the Mercury Real Estate Services, realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, the other story that has fascinated me throughout, uh, throughout the day is the beginning of what I think is the end. All right? Um, ants are turning into zombies. I know you laugh. Go ahead. Go ahead, laugh. Go ahead. I know. You're going to be laughing on the other side of your face when I'm done with the story, okay? A fungus called Ophiocordyceps. Ophiocordyceps. O-P-H-I-O-C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P-S. I know that's wrong. Now, it infiltrates and hijacks the ant's muscles but it doesn't touch the brain. And it's not, the reason it doesn't touch the brain, okay, is because it, the body is the vehicle, but it still needs that energy-rich battery, and it needs to have that brain intact. So it goes after an open circulatory system. That, the ants have that open circulatory system, so the, uh, they're just sloshing around in there, and there's no arteries or veins, so it's, it's nice and easy for the fungus to get about, and it soaks up more and more of all the nutrients inside the ant. Now, it continues to multiply, spreading farther and farther, eventually reaching the brain of the ant. Does it eat the brain? No, it stops. It creates a shell around the vein, around the brain, all right? It never invades the brain. Instead, it grows around the brain, and all the fungus just starts, keeps, continues to grow in the ant and grows around the brain because, look, it still wants the ant to be able to move. The fungus still wants the ant to be able to create and move what it wants it to do. After three weeks, the fungus makes up about half of the insect's weight. All right? It's now ready to what the scientists say, flip the switch and essentially take over the ant's body. Up to now, the ant has acted normally. No stumbling, no aggression, nothing that would alert the colony to an intruder. Nothing that would alert the colony to the intruder. I know, right? Because the, the other ants would be going, dude, what's wrong with you? They don't do that. The fungus hides too well, all right? Now, the fungus within has been able to diversify into different tasks, all right, some bites mind nutrients, some attack muscles, some around the brain, ready to release a, the chemical bomb. When the bomb drops, the fungus induces the ant to do what is normally unthinkable. It leaves the colony, but it doesn't just leave the colony. It leaves it so that it will sabotage it. Away from the watchful eyes of its comrades, the ant now begins staggering. It even convulses its way up a tree trunk, tripping along a branch and onto a leaf, sinking its teeth into the vein of the, of the, of the leaf. And then the, the fungus has now taken control of the mouth muscles and the ant can't let go. Six hours later, death. It perishes. And the fungus consumes what little remains inside the ant. And it just waits for another ant to go to. You can't kill it. 
it doesn't die. Okay? It even gets even if it gets too cold, the fungus kind of hibernates. We're just hanging out here. Don't worry about us. Don't worry about us. And then um, when it warms back up again, let's find ants and kill. Now, if it reminds you, look, obviously it's easier uh, to do with the ants than it is to humans because the ants don't have our circulatory system. But it's coming. If you've watched, if, do you know, have you ever watched the show Fortitude on Amazon? Okay, so I believe if you watch Fortitude, my opinion of that show is that that is the beginning of the beginning of Walking Dead. All right? It's the beginning of the beginning. And so that's what this is, <laughs> my friends. That, this is the beginning of the beginning. All right, since we're at the water cooler and it's break time, I'm thirsty. We'll get a drink. All right, well, since we're at the water cooler, we might as well get a drink. And we're here in the break room so that we can chat a little bit and a little bit of, uh, you know, break room chat. Uh, you know, so you have something to talk about with some of the coworkers and some of your friends. One of the things that uh, has caught my eye today was uh, actress Ellen Barkin. Now, I have always wanted to like Ellen Barkin. I kind of want to like her. She's, you know, she's kind of strange enough for me to kind of like. She's getting a little long in the tooth now, though. You know what I'm saying? But uh, she's got the show. You know, she's she's kind of a new star again. She's got the show on TNT. Um, she's like the head matriarch of this family. She's got these guys. They're criminals. It's like, uh, I know it's on TNT. It's like brothers. Ellen Barkin. Brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Animal Kingdom. You know, Brothers Animal Kingdom, same thing. I mean, it's close, real close to that. So anyway, she has tweeted that, uh, you know, she was tweeting about uh, Trump, of course, because she's part of the hate Donald Trump so much they can't take it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They, I mean, they hate everything about the man. And so well, her last little tweet, this man should be removed and not just from office. Ooh. Hello, Ellen. Secret Service here. We'd like to have a word with you. Uh, you know, I'd like to have that. Maybe a word. That's all. Maybe a word. And don't worry about don't Twitter. Don't you do anything, though. Don't you do anything, Twitter. I don't want to hear of it. James Woods is still in timeout because he's, you know, he hasn't said uh, he hasn't said that he'd delete the tweet yet. So they won't let him back out of jail, out of Twitter jail. But they did make the move on the Georgetown professor who called for castration of white men. And they did, they did block her Twitter account, right? That's suspended. So at least they're trying to make the, at least the appearance of being somewhat fair. Trying to appear that some of the rules do stand for everybody. Good for them. Good for them. At least, you know, when somebody, when somebody calls, uh, has the nice thing to say, like, look at the thus course of entitled white men justifying a serial rapist arrogated, in, uh, arrogated entitlement. All of them deserve miserable deaths while feminists laugh as they take their last gasps. We castrate their corpse and feed them to swine. What? I mean, I got to tell you, Ellen Barkin sounded better and better compared to this. That's, that's, that's got to go. That's got to go. One of the other things that's uh, kind of cool is uh, Netflix is uh, planning on uh, making making it available to their subscribers. So you'll be able to pick your own ending to shows. 
uh, kind of cool. You know, they have different endings to different shows. So that, uh, you know, you can, this maybe tonight you can have Bill die and tomorrow Bill can live and Susie can die. Uh, kind of cool. I'd, I'm fascinated to understand how they're going to go about doing that, though. Because they can't film like 8,000 different endings, right? It's, you got to be able to, it's kind of like a, a video game, right? You got to be able to go in and, and so the video game reacts to how you, what you do in the game makes what happens at the end change. Right, you still get to the end game, but what you do before you get there changes, and so it's got to be. I mean, I, I, they're still humans, though they're not video game people. It's going to be fascinating how they're doing. And I and I, I talked to someone today who has uh, who knows someone who knows someone. Uh, this, this is how you get guests. You don't need to know people. You just need to know people that know people that you know, know people, and then sooner or later. You get told no. But I'm hoping to talk to uh, someone in Netflix that's involved in this because I really want to do, I really want to know how they're going to, how it, how it happens. Because it would be cool, right? I mean, Netflix, look, they're growing around the world. They've kind of stagnated here in the U.S., but subscriber-wise. And, and believe me, stagnated means, geez, we're not going to make $800 billion this year. No, I know it's tough. But, uh, you know, they've got the money. Good for them. I love them. I got <laughs> They take my money. I'm happy to give it to them. Um, but so many people are having their own content, right? I mean, Hulu, uh, Amazon, uh, Paramount TV, Netflix, CBS, Disney. They all want their own. They all they all want their own content. We're talking. We I mentioned Ellen and TNT. FX has got their own stuff. All these you know, all these networks are creating their own content and letting the other content just be side content which is tremendous. I love it. I'm all for it, which is brings me to another point that they ought to have separate when they, when they make it so that I can subscribe uh, a la carte and take an app and shows and app and shows from that. I'm all for it. I'll get the, I'm ready to get rid of cable right now. I got rid of cable once and then, and then it, it, I kind of suffered a little. And then the cable company broke into my house and put the cable boxes back in my house my wife called and said, these guys are breaking into the house. They're putting cable boxes in under the TVs, and they're leaving new remotes. And what should I do? And I would, you know, look, they're already in, baby. Just let, just let them finish doing, and, and you get away safely. And that's what happened. So, you know, we have cable again. But really, the only reason that uh, we got it back was because uh, there, was, there was still live events happening that I wanted to watch that I couldn't watch on uh regular on on any of the apps so and now with hulu live streaming and uh, roku and uh and uh amazon amazon and i there was another one too but they have they're streaming some of the live events and even twitter and facebook are are broadcasting live events so if i can get the events that i want live without the cable box i'm going to report their crime of putting the cable boxes back into my home and scaring my wife. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, but I will. Okay, I will. All right, so we've all heard, you know, the past month we've heard about the, the story, the latest thing millennials are ruining is divorce, you know, because they're not divorcing. I got it. Okay. And then I see the story that talks about the divorce may be contagious. And you think, what? Well, if you had friends who are going through a divorce, researchers say you might be next. 
Uh, the folks at Brown University, Harvard, and the University of California seem to think so. A study, breaking up is hard to do unless everyone else is doing it, found that divorce happens in clusters. Researchers found that a person is 75% more likely to become divorced if a friend has divorced. And if a friend is divorced, a person's odds of getting a divorce increases another 33%. Now, okay, I buy that, right? I buy that. So children, and they also found that children don't influence the likelihood of divorce, according to the study. But it also said that having more children could reduce the chances of getting divorced. So the more kids you have, you've already, you, that means you're just in it for the game, right? You're, you're, you're already in it. It's like, huh? We're already here. I've got eight kids. Not going anywhere. I can't end it. I'm never going to do divorce. We're fine. I love you too, baby. Right? But if, you've, if you don't have any kids and you've already got a divorce and somebody else has got a divorce, it's easy to do. You've moved on. On you go. Right? Kind of strange. But it does make a little bit of a sense. And then we talked about the millennials ruining divorce. Now they're talking about millennials. This study, two-thirds of millennials sleep in the nude. So we're now trying to break us all up into uh, different parts. A thousand people across the country, 58% of whom said they sleep in the nude. Nude sleepers also report better sleep because it's better than wearing pajamas. Now, not surprisingly, men are more likely to sleep naked than women. Uh, More than half of the women still report sleeping without any clothes. Only 39% of boomers sleep in the buff compared with 65% of millennials. That's because the boomers have reached a point where it's like they don't even want to see themselves naked, let alone have anybody else. The millennials are like, eh, you know, they're still, they still want to see each other naked and themselves naked. They still, it's okay. No problem. <laughs> I find this funny that this study and this poll was done by Mattress Review Site, the mattressadvisor.com. And so you know the study is 100%. 100%. Right? Now, one of the things that they don't talk about, when you talked about divorce being, uh, divorce being contagious, and it didn't talk to, about anything about uh, marriages or divorce, uh, how that was reacted to in sleeping in the nude. But then I see a story that talks about being in a happy relationship is making you fat. Duh. Uh, If you're married or have been in a long-term relationship, someone over the years has probably half-joked about the weight gain they've experienced in the first year or two or ten. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I wouldn't know about being joked about that. Um, Some people chalk it up to routine. Some say they eat and snack more. Others stop going to the gym and cozy up to the comfortable routine. But uh, whatever the reason, researchers wanted you to know that if a relationship weight gain is a real thing, and apparently it is, over the last few years, there have been two studies in particular suggesting that, yes, the thing you love most in life will lead to extra pounds, and the love handles prove it. Oh, that's special. I've got an excuse now. I'm in a happy relationship. You know what, I'm, you know what relationship I'm in? Here's food. Eat it. My wife, I love to cook. Eat it. I know. And I went through this struggle. All right. I lost, uh, I lost a bunch of weight. 
with simpletolose.com, who I'm a big fan of. And uh, they're still, I, I still love them. I love them all. Brian Drallinger, the whole thing. I, used to, I did a show with them, uh, a couple of stations around the country. Um, I'm a big fan. And they probably have lost interest in me since I went, you know, in the other direction for a little while. I haven't gained it all back, which is, you know, there's something there. But having that having been said, I still need to get back on that strong. Don't shake your head like yes in there. Like you sure do. You ain't lying, fat man. But uh, my wife, you know, that was part of the deal. My wife was like, "Ooh, that's you've lost too much weight. You've lost too much weight. I, you know, I, you don't look good. I don't like you like that. Have some food, eat." And now, normally, I have the strong will and constitution to say no, honey, no. I will not eat that. And just because there's ice cream in the freezer doesn't mean I'm going to eat it. Okay? So, no. All right? Normally, I have that that strong will. I broke down a little, you know, for the last three years. And uh, it's a struggle. But that means I'm in a happy relationship, right? Right. Exactly. So, get off me with that, okay? Divorce isn't contagious around me. No way. Congratulations to Amazon. And by the way, I'm a fan. Uh, I love Amazon. All right. I've been telling you, I mean it. I love Amazon. All right. I love being able to go, man, we need that product. And it's at the front door. I mean, it isn't that fast yet, but it's, it's going to be there soon. I am a fan. All right. So I know that they, you know, made a big news break today uh, that uh, they're uh, increasing their minimum wage for all U.S. workers, $15 an hour starting next month. Okay, that's great. All right. That's good. It's good. Good PR. And I know uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, the great Bernie Sanders, the fine, uh, great, good senator, friend, senator, man from Vermont, uh, talked about uh, what Mr. Bezos. This is his verified account tweet from today. What Mr. Bezos has done today is not only enormously important for Amazon's hundreds of thousands of employees, it could well be a shot heard around the world. I urge corporate leaders around the country to follow Mr. Bezos's lead. Do ya? Do ya, Bernie? I got news for you. Bern, senator from the great state of Vermont. Um, all one those hundreds of thousands of employees don't make $15 an hour, all right? A lot of them uh, make more, all right? The ones that will make $15 an hour, they're being replaced by robots, okay? They already are. Amazon has uh, robots filling orders in their warehouses all over. The people overseeing that, are if they're making $15 an hour, they need a raise, all right? That's a bigger job. So the $15 an hour workers are being pushed out. No question. Even Whole Foods taken over by Amazon starting to sweat it a little bit because Amazon's saying, you know, I bet you we can probably use some robotics in these grocery stores and get rid of you whining up front. Oh, okay. I mean, they're trying to grab on and last on to their jobs as long as they can. And I don't blame them. I get it. And, I, you know, I just I had a list of, of some of the jobs that are going away and some of the new jobs that are doing. We'll, we'll do that tomorrow uh, on the podcast because I've got a list of, you know, some of the jobs that are going away. And if you have those jobs, you may think uh, maybe we need to get some reeducation. I'm not talking about sending you to a camp. 
But, you know, if you need to go to a camp, go. Might be a time to do it. Uh, no question. And look, I I want Amazon to succeed. All right? Of course I want Amazon to succeed. In fact, I we live in the DFW area. They soon will have drone deliveries here. I want, I mean, I can't wait. You know, we need that product. It's in my backyard. In fact, you know what I really want? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. They have to find me. I, I want a house that has a drone delivery chute on the, on the roof. All right. I, yes. Yes. Not that. No, not. I mean, I was thinking maybe Santa Claus style, but, you know, Santa Claus comes down the chimney and he's magic and the whole dust thing and, you know, all of that. I don't want my package to be turned into dust. But I do want the package delivered from the roof. So kind of like Santa Claus. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So I want to have the I want, maybe if I get a hold of Mercury, if I get a hold of Mercury Real Estate Services and I say, look, find me a house. All right. Find me a house that has the drone delivery chute on the, on the roof and then I'll buy it. So I'm going to go as soon as I'm done here tonight. I'm going to go to realestateagentsitrust.com and I'm going to I'm going to leave a message. When you find a house that has a drone delivery chute on the roof, call me. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Real estate, if you want to sell your house, look, I, I can tell you all you want to know about realestateagentsitrust.com and how difficult it is to sell a house and uh, you know how difficult it is to find a house. And they can help you both ways, sell, buy, but uh, they better be able to help me find a drone delivery chute on my roof, man. I don't want to have to put one in. I just want to move in. And how, you know, like the clothes chutes? That they had it upstairs in old houses and you put your dirty clothes in and it just slides down to all the way down to the basement and lands. You had the, the basket of clothes. You know, if somebody moved the basket, then they end up on the floor, of course. But, uh, you know, they have a basket that catches your dirty clothes and then your mom or grandma goes down there and washes it. Not you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not washing them, but someone is. Well, how cool is that? So, I mean, you, boy, you call you log on to Amazon.com. Click onto your account. Of course, you're an Amazon Prime drone delivery customer. I want that product. Click. And you hear it drop into the front room right through the chute. Huh? There it is. It's in the chute basket. Nice. That's what I want. Jeff, you got to make that happen. I mean, Mr. Bezos, you got to make that happen, sir. You know, another thing you got to make happen, Jeff. All right. I know that you're Mr. Space Guy now. You know, you're Mr. Getting into all the spacecrafts and, you know, you're trying to get the space contracts. You and Elon battling it out. Blue Origin got the long-term multi-billion dollar contract to build engines for next-gen rockets. And you and Elon are battling it back and forth for SpaceX and Blue Origin. What you guys need to do is get into airlines, please. I want Amazon Air. I want Tesla Air. I'll run it for you. I mean, I'll run it. No, I don't have a problem I don't have it. I don't care about the Uber. I'm not, I don't care about the stupid taxi cab air. There's plenty of planes I can rent and lease. I'm talking about the major carriers. They need to be have the big planes because the FAA has already ruled that the airplane seat size, they don't care about. They're not going to increase it. All right. The smallest ones are 28 inches. 28 inches. No. No. I'm sorry. And the bigger, the biggest ones are like 31 inches. That still really is questionable. And the ones that I don't, I don't fly, I try to, I try not to fly coach when I fly, but when I do, when, I, uh, 
But but I do. You know, I fly coach. Don't look down on me like, oh, Mr. Big Shot up there in business. Yeah. And it isn't Mr. Big Shot. It's because I want to have room to sit. I want to be a little bit more comfortable. And plus, I want people. Do you ever, if you are a person of overweightness, uh, when you get on the plane, you sit down and you watch people coming up the aisle and you're sitting in your, you're sitting in your lane all by yourself. You know, you're in 28B and 28C is next to you in the window. And uh, you, you see the people coming down the aisle and you can see the look on their face like, please, dear God, don't let that be my lane. Don't let that be my lane. Don't let me have to sit next to the fat guy. Don't let me have to sit next to the fat guy. And the look of disappointment with that's 28C. Oh, boy. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. You can just keep your arms crossed and don't sweat on me, okay? That'd be great. So, please, Jeff Bezos and Elon, get into the airline business. I want chairs. The recliners can be in first class, but the regular, the rest of us, just give us some kind of comfy chairs. Work out a deal with something so that we can be comfortable. I'll fly Amazon Air. I'll fly Tesla Air. Please. That'd be great. Thank you. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking too much. Am I?